1: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. Mike you along with Charlie Long in studio. And on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line, the skipper of the UNO privateer baseball team, Blake Dean. Blake, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me.
1: Blake, uh, you got the two hundred wins, and I know you'll probably appreciate this a little bit more a little bit later on because I think all of us who have been in different professions, man, you hit an accomplishment or a milestone and uh, at that moment, man, you worried about the next day or the next game or whatever but it's the people around you and how your players were part of that your assistant coaches, part of that and the joy they took into getting you to 200
0: Yeah, no, no question I mean, to be quite frank I didn't even know it was number 200 until after the game. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. I was wondering why my mom was at the game. <laughs> you know, was, she she drove in from Florida, so I was confused about what was going on. And then, uh, obviously, I found it afterwards. You know, again, I, it's, I'm very appreciative. Those guys, you know, they had me a cake. The players tried to douse them in the water. They looked too slow. So they I saw that. You, but, uh... you made a nice little uh, move <laughs> to get away from it. that's right i told my i'm I'm not too quick anymore but i still got a good first step so i said uh you know it it was awesome uh for those guys to, to be excited about it and you know heck it means it meant a lot to them which in turn meant a lot to me
1: coach um i had a texter ask me this about with so much going on in in college baseball transfer portal wise Does this open up a better avenue for you and maybe at Southeastern or Nichols or McNeese, wherever, uh, for the high school player that may get overlooked here? Because we're seeing it in college football quite a bit and also a little bit in college basketball. Does this open up the door for you to bring in maybe a better quality of high school player? Because those guys in the past would have went to a bigger school, or would have went to an SEC school, and how this affects you from a UNO standpoint?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it definitely can help. Uh, and I say this, and I tell people over and over, in the long run, I think it's more harmful than it is beneficial. Okay, you know, I tell people I lost my second baseman last year. He was the newcomer of the year in the conference. He's now hitting leadoff at Mississippi state and hitting three fifty, you know, so, you know, it's uh, lost that guy there. And, and here's the other thing with the high school guys is yes, you may get a better high school kid. Yeah. I, I use the kid at Nichols uh, right now, for example, he went to Santa Ma. They had a kid, there, Sunday starter, Jacob Mayer yep. or Myers, however you pronounce his last name. Kids 92, 96 is a true freshman. Uh, he's putting up unbelievable numbers doing really, really well. Well, it's, it's one of those things to where good for them. You got him for a year, but can you keep him for two? Right, because I doubt it. At that point, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, what we did was we 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 you know we were grooming them for a year, and then the other school like Mississippi State or LSU comes along, and they get a more polished uh, you know not a questionable type freshman coming in. Now he's a sophomore; he's proven himself a little bit. So it's a, it's a catch twenty two. I mean, again, we can get a couple guys out of there that are you know, have potential to help us. But in the long run, it's making those big schools better. And, you know, it's just it's keeping us on the edge all the time.
1: Coach, I think uh, I had um, Pulmonary tell me this, that I think a lot of times, and he said, Man, Mike, me, for me, I got out at the right time. Uh, you know, he said, I don't know how I could have handled uh, all this transfer portal stuff and name, image, likeness and everything. But he said a lot of times the smaller schools are going to be used like the JUCOs.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's truth to it. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you've got to understand, you know, and I've, I haven't said this yet, and God, I'm hoping that I never have to. You know, I don't want to have to sell a kid that, you know, we're the place for him because, you know, he can come here for a year, do really well, and has the potential to go to an SEC school. You know, that just sounds – that's a, a tough pill for me to swallow right there. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's but at the same time, it's like it's that's the battle you're facing, right? They They've got the money. They're getting – you know, you can go look at the – you know, Trey Morgan's driving around a nice Mercedes at LSU. From deals they get there, you see the Gordon or the Gordon McKernan, uh, the law firm stuff up there doing all the stuff for football. I'm sure they help out with baseball here and there. It's just again, to win wars you need money. So I tell guys all the time, you can win a battle, you know, with, with you know not to have the same supplies, but to win a war you got to have a lot of funding. And those big schools have it.
2: Coach, I wanted to talk about your team this season after a one and four start against teams like Kennesaw State and Southern Miss, which were tournament teams last season, very solid teams. Your team got hot 11 to 12, uh, 11 wins in 12 games. The offense has just exploded for 12 runs a game in that stretch. I mean, I get that that 35 run, seven inning win against Mississippi <laughs> Valley State helps that, but people that have gone out to Masonry Field have seen a lot of great offense from your team. So, talk a little about how the Bats have really kind of woken up after a slow start.
0: Yeah, well, you know, this was our first year. You know, uh, our schedule, we only played 25 home games this year. I usually play a minimal 30. Uh, but with the conference realignment, you know, Incarnate Word was leaving. And so we already had one conference schedule. They stayed, so it changed it. And then they, you know, we got a new conference schedule. And Lamar jumped back into the conference schedule, and it changed it again. So we were all in a scramble in a madhouse to kind of put, you know, put a schedule together. Uh, and so just so happened this year, we fell on uh, Mardi Gras weekend. So we had to go on the road and play. And then Fat Tuesday, we went to Southern Miss. So our first four games were on the road against. Some pretty good opponents. And quite frankly, we, you know, I was glad we came out with one. Uh, and then the schedule kind of got to a, a point to where, okay, now let's get a little confidence. Let's get rolling. These are games we're supposed to win, right? These are some ones we're supposed to win. And again, they, those guys did a really good job. And I've always told people our offense is what we've kind of always put our, you know, held our hat on. And when you get out there in the lakefront that wind's blowing out, it, can be, uh, it could be a very offensive type team. And just as if it blows in, it could be a very non-offensive type team. So, you know, you live and die by the wind on the lakefront.
1: Coach, uh, you know a little bit about that LSU baseball program, and now you're facing them tomorrow. And listen, uh, everybody's competitive. Listen, I'm going to get in the ring against the, you know, supposed champ uh, on this deal. But, man, you've seen a lot of LSU baseball teams Man, this one here is loaded. Uh, Charlie and I were talking about this before you got on. And, you know, last year they they didn't have anything from a pitching standpoint. They were trying to piece something together. And then, wow, they go out and land a couple of transfers. And all of a sudden now uh, they are really – I can't say this about a lot of teams. As advertised before it started.
0: Yeah, no question. You know, again, I think here here you can see the power of the transfer portal at its finest, right? Uh, to where it can, you know, where, where a big program can reap the rewards and benefits of it. Obviously, you still got to go get the players. So I think Jay's done a really good job of uh, recruiting. Uh, he's really in tune with that type of stuff and knows who he wants and the pieces he needs to get and who fits into his formula and model and things of that nature. And you look up and he went and plucked the <laughs> the best players. From some of the top programs in the country to come down here, I mean, with Tommy White and uh, you know Paul Skeens is obviously doing a really really good job. Thatcher Hurt, I mean, again the list goes on and on, and you know and they're kind of overshadowed. You know these guys kind of overshadow some of the freshmen. You know I, I keep seeing on Twitter the young Jones hitter, the freshman guy that's hitting. I guess I think he's from Georgia, but hitting the bolts, the home runs over the scoreboards, and they got some depth. They got real depth. So yeah, it's definitely a team on paper and in person as advertised.
1: Coach, uh, I don't want to get you in trouble uh, with the NCAA and everything, but uh, everybody has seen uh, either video of it or watched it on television, uh, the umpire call against Mississippi Valley uh, on that spot. And listen, everybody makes mistakes, but, man, uh, that one really, really uh, was egregious uh, just watching it. Uh, Your thoughts on that? If you can talk about it and don't get yourself in trouble.
0: Sure. Kind of what I've told, I've told everyone is this. So, obviously, I've had Reggie, who was the home plate umpire before. Yeah. We actually had him in Southeastern. He's been our play guy. He's been doing it for quite a few years now. And he's typically been one of the better umpires in the league. You know, and, and this is what I, I tell people. I actually said this today. I had an interview. Is people now in the society today in which we live, all you see is what's presented to you, right? So all we saw was two pitches that were 100% he was in the wrong. Right, He was in the wrong. I think he understands that. I've spoke to him. Uh, but, again, we didn't see the prior context. He'd already ejected two fans, two players. Uh, there was other things that were going on. And, quite frankly, he got, he got a little too emotional. Uh, it kind of got away Which with Which we all bit. do
1: sometimes, right? We, sure, we all get sure. caught it up is. in our own little world sometimes.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and the bad part, and I even told Reggie this. I said, Reggie, at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't – you, you took away from the kid that was hitting, right? That was the tough part. It's not about me. It's not about the, the coaches. It's about the guys. They work hard, man. They deserve everything they can get. And he knows he made a mistake, right? But, again, there was a lot of other things that kind of went into this that, you know, there was many ejections, things that were going on, things that were said. Again, no 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 excuse for what happened there at the end whatsoever. But there's always more to it. And, I, and I've told people this, and I stand by this, the world in which we live now – is not a proactive world, it's a reactive world. Correct. Right? So there, there could have, it could have been handled, in my opinion, a little bit differently on the front end, and we wouldn't have reacted the way we did on the back end. Right? So, again, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, I feel bad for the player, most certainly. Uh, but at the end of the day, a guy that has no hiccups against his record, he's done a very good job to suspend him indefinitely. Uh, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. That's a guy's profession. You know, people people make mistakes. Uh, do I think you need to be punished? Most certainly, most certainly need to do something. But you know, that's a that's a steep that's a steep room right there. So, you know, again, I see it from both sides, and it, it could have been handled a lot differently on many angles.
1: Blake, who impressed me was your catcher. I was about to say the he same thing. He tried to defuse the issue the best he could. And you got to really be impressed with that young man's His class, uh, maturity. To he saw that. Kind of was going to go down, and he tried to defuse it as as best he could.
0: Yeah, he did. You know, and I tell people so. The quick little backstory on on George Tejeda is uh, he's from Cuba, came over to the United States uh, near the end of his high school career. He didn't become a U.S. citizen until his sophomore year at UNO. Uh, became a U.S. citizen that meant the world to him. This is a guy that came over on no athletic scholarship uh, to play baseball, and has been studying engineering. Uh, this will be his last year. He'll finish up with over 3.0. He'll have his engineering degree. He already has a job in engineering lined up that he's moving back to South Florida to take at the end of the year. And when you you want to define a good human being and a good person, that's who he is, you know. And they, they came to interview him today, and he goes, Coach, I, hey, I don't want to be viewed as some like hero. Or he goes, I just did what I did, and I don't want to talk about it. And I said, George, I understand that, but there's not a lot of people that would do what you did and did it subconsciously. Yeah, it did That's correct. Just, he didn't think about it. It just happened, right? So, yeah, uh, he's a great human being. He's probably, in all my time of coaching, is, is just overall, as the overall human, he's probably the best guy that I've had on, this, on my team, and his teammates would say the same thing about him.
2: It was a great display of class, in my opinion, Coach, of, of diffusing the situation and kind of trying to settle the batter down. Like, I understand it was a bad call that you got rung up on. But as far as, I mean, class is one thing, and he sounds like a great person, but he's also a great player. He's been an excellent yeah, he's performer for you so far this season player, as a too. catcher, hitting 348 with two doubles, four homers, 16 RBI. Talk about his performance on the field as well.
0: Yeah, so it's a so funny story. I literally set the team down the other, you know, about two weeks ago. And so George has always been our defensive catcher. Never, never really been offensive. You can go back and look at his numbers. He always told him, I even told him, I said, I said, George has been hitting with a tennis racket with no strings attached. I said, I say it right to his face as he sits. I said, George, how many games have I caught you in a row in your whole career here? When's the last time I caught you two games in a row? Well, coach, I don't know. I said, me neither. I said, right? I said, but I said good things happen to good people. So when you continue to work and you pull for your teammates and you want good things to happen and you truly mean it, at some point in time, you'll get rewarded for it. Heck, he's, he's tied with the most home runs on our team. He's out there throwing runners out. He's excited, and the best part about it is no one in my dugout can sit there and frown that he's playing over them or this and that because how much it means to him, and that just makes your team that much better.
1: Blake, is there a player on your team before the start of this season that has really progressed much better, or I could say maybe better, than you would have imagined?
0: Well, at this point, it would be him offensively. Okay, offensively. okay, other than yeah, George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, outside of that, um, Tristan Moore, who's hitting four hole for us right now. So I came in this year and I lost my two, three, uh, you know, two, three and five hole hitters, uh, a lot of RBIs uh, and, you know, school records, one went to Mississippi State. So I had a lot of offense to replace. So it was a little shaky there, striking out too much, trying to figure out the right pieces. And I think Tristan Moore has – Really, really done a good job of coming in, playing left field for us. He's driving some runs in and adds a little threat in the middle of the order. So to this point, I think he's really, really done a good job for us. And from the pitching side, uh, Trey Usi. So Trey is a kid from the West Bank. Uh, you know, is a really, really good kid. Went to Fisher uh, from in the Lafitte area, and you know he's he's faced some hardships. Dad passed away from COVID. Hurricane took his house away. Okay. A lot of things that hit you hard as a young man to where. You know, he had to get some stuff right academically. didn't get to play last year. He's come out, and he's done a great job for us out of the bullpen and a guy to where, again, you look at it, he could potentially be a guy for us for years to come.
1: Coach, one of the things is, what are you going to maybe tell a team, or is there nothing that you can tell them? They know who they're playing tomorrow night, okay? (laughs) They know they're playing LSU, and they've all seen the Tigers play. But is there something that maybe you've told them by now, because, you know, that motivation speech, you know, that ain't going to last long. You know, you, you got to go out and beat them, uh, so to speak. But is there something that you want to relate to this team about having to play the number one team in the country?
0: <laughs> Give them hell. <laughs> Give them hell. <laughs> you know, it's, it, they know what they're walking into. It's, it's, it's all over Twitter, all over social media, the powerhouse, the homers, everything. they know what they're walking into. You know, all I can tell them is you you just got to go do what you do, man. Stay consistent. Get something out of it. Win, lose, or draw. Get better, right? Get better today. Uh, That way, you know, if we win, great. Uh, If we happen to fall short, well, at least hopefully we've learned something from it. We get better to where we move into the weekend. We go to Austin to play Texas for three games. So (laughs) we got our lunch filled for the next couple games here. Uh, And so, again, I just hope they get something from it. Enjoy the moment. And, again, who knows? You never can tell what happens in a baseball game.
1: Yeah, David uh, went up against Goliath, right?
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, we, we've done it before. And, you know, I think Southeastern went and did it this past week in Auburn. So the Southland is very capable of shaking some trees.
1: Yeah, and then look at even Louisiana Tech. Uh, Ole Miss kind of blew the whistle. Now they can say what they want about, oh, well, drop it out, wasn't the out. rain. <laughs> it was the lightning. Come on. You got to put a tarp on the field.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not too too familiar with that situation but i i read bits and pieces of it so i'm sure there's a lot of uh a lot of upset people over that oh, they were yeah. begging for
2: the bell to ring coach but i wanted to ask you about uh the southland conference last year falling short in the conference tournament to southeastern who ended up winning the whole thing i wanted to kind of get your preview of the southland you know you already talked about these upcoming games against lsu and texas but once you get into conference play what fans can expect
0: it's tough. I tell people year in and year out, the Southland is undervalued. I will stick by it. I've been, I've seen bad teams. I've played on national championship teams. The Southland is a grind. It's a grind. You know, Lamar's hot back in it now. You got Southeastern. You got all these teams. They're blue-collar, man. These guys, Northwestern, Nichols, Southeastern, you can go through the list. These guys are getting blue-collar kids that have a chip on their shoulder, that have something to prove. They didn't get to good LSU. They didn't go to Ole Miss. You know, they didn't go to Alabama or, or wherever, Auburn. These guys are upset. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. So it's a dogfight, day in and day out. And there's some very talented players that are in this conference. So, again, every year you go into it, you don't know who's going to do well. You don't know who's going to come out on top. Uh, because every year, yeah, obviously, some of these teams reload. But it's good year in and year out. The talent is is at a high level, and competition is at a high level as well.
1: Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Always great to have you on and talk a little bit of baseball. And uh, best of luck to you, not only against LSU, but then now you got to go face the Longhorns afterwards and then you hit the Southern Conference play.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, thanks so Coach. much,
1: Blake. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.